Hey! Are you awake? As awake as I possibly can be. How are you? I think that's rather a foolish question, considering. Do you remember getting here? Casper, your memory flashes, and as you struggle to remember how you got here, all you see is a flash of a face grinning with three golden teeth and a bald head. Hello and welcome to Respect the Die. This is an actual play podcast of D&D featuring uh, me, Luke Larson, as the DM for our first campaign here, as well as Samuel Larson. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm going to be playing uh, a Triton Warlock, uh, whose name is very long, but he just goes by Dave. <laughs> We're also joined by Bryce Hakama. Hey there, how's it going? Uh, I will be playing a druid ranger, a half-elf druid ranger who goes by Casper Rechvalta. Jamie Hakama. Hello, hello. I'm going to be playing Jersa. She is a earth genasi monk, and she kind of looks like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> What a pitch. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and last but not least, Tori Olson. That is me. I am playing Dina Solens, and she is a half-elf wild mage sorcerer. This is the first of our campaigns. We're going to be doing multiple campaigns and rotating who's DMing. Uh, for the first one, I will be. And for the subsequent campaigns, who knows? But they're going to be generally short format campaigns. Um, I'm planning this first one to be about 10 episodes, but we'll see how that works out. Uh, and in the meantime, please enjoy. And if you don't enjoy, please don't write to us. <laughs> the morning sun crests the hills and casts its light down upon the town of Ashwood. And roosters crow at the sight of their own long shadow. Beyond the fields at the edge of the forest, five figures gather around a bare patch of earth beneath a particularly large tree. The largest figure scrapes mud from his boots with the edge of a shovel. I guess that's it. We part ways here, says one of the figures. You awaken in the damp. The cold pierces your very bones and only a dim strand of moonlight from a window somewhere you can't see penetrates the blackness. The floor is cold as well, and as you try to move, you become aware of iron shackles, colder still, clamped around your wrists and ankles. What do you do? I, like, I pat myself down for my book. Oh, oh no. 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 Ow, bugger. Ah. You don't find it on you. You're wearing nothing but a simple tunic. It's hard to see in the darkness, but the, the beam of light is split by dark vertical shadows. Your demon sense, your demon sight flickers, and you see flashes of light. As if your connection with your god is... is paint or intermittent, but you can see just from one of the flashes that there are iron bars. None of you have anything on you, 
And then you hear the sound of footsteps, loud, loud iron footsteps of iron boots on clomping on stone floors, growing louder. Without rising fully to my feet, uh, rolling just slightly onto my side, I quietly and as uh, inobtrusively as possible slink to the wall that shares the cell door and I glance down the hallway down towards whatever's coming towards us. You worm your way as close as you can to the bars of your cell, but you can't quite get to the door before the chains become tight. You fear the cold pierces your bones and you feel your energy is draining from you. You feel incredibly tired. If you have dark vision, the beam of light is a little brighter, but you, it's, still, it's still really difficult to see anything. And as, you, as your vision adjusts to the darkness, you start to be able to see a little bit more. But even with dark vision, it's only twilight dimness. And you can see that you're in a cell alone. Dina, across from you on the opposite cell, you see Casper lying on the ground, also in chains. I am going to approach uh, the cell bars as close as I can get and sort of whisper across the hall, Hey! Are you awake? As awake as I possibly can be. How are you? I think that's rather a foolish question, considering. Do you remember getting here? Casper, your memory flashes, and as you struggle to remember how you got here, all you, all you see is a flash of a face grinning with three golden teeth and a bald head. Nothing's, nothing's really sticking out. But hey, can't get much worse than this, can it? What's your name? Dina. Well, Dina, it's a pleasure to meet you. I am Caspar. Caspar. Can you see any way of... I wouldn't know if you happen to have any sort of tools or something that we could use to get out of here. I don't have anything on me. Don't fret yourself, uh, little lady. What, is, uh, what does Dina look like? Dina is a rather average height of a half-elf. She has a tanned complexion and pale green eyes. Okay. Well, don't worry yourself, milady. I'll tell you something like this. The scale guard, we've always found a way out. Now, uh, let me figure out these chains. And, uh, Luke, I'd like to try and just strength check on this chains to see if I can get any kind of leverage against them. Okay, go ahead. All right. That is a uh, 21. You tug and tug on the chains and they cut into your skin and you feel them, you feel like you're starting to get some slack and you hear a creaking sound, and then it stops. And the chains don't move any further. Farther. No. 
Did you hear the footsteps earlier? I did. Do you think we're alone? The footsteps approach. At this point, they've grown very loud, and a tall figure comes around the corner, walking kind of mechanically, robotically, and it walks past your cell without looking to either side. The moonlight glints off something metallic, plate armor, and the figure continues down the hall and turns, and the walking begins to fade again. Is there any sort of knowledge check that I could make to try and examine it or identify anything of use from the guard? Yeah, you could make a, a history check. All right. Actually, a perception check. Drat. All right, well, in that case, it's just a 17. Okay. The metal is... The armor is too fully covering to see, to make anything out. And you don't see any coat of arms or any symbols on the armor that could give you a clue about what kingdom this is or what what the figure status, what, what its status would be. Ah, uh, Dina, hate to break it to you. It may be a bit longer on the chains. What sort of guard doesn't have any sort of sigil? He doesn't. We're in a proper dungeon, and he doesn't have any sort of identification. I don't know where we are. Uh, not I. Jersa, you also come too? What are you doing? I think immediately her reaction would be to take in the whole situation here, try to break the shackles. I'm assuming that's like a fail. Like, I don't even need to roll for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she fails at that, immediately resorts to meditation just to try and calm and recenter herself. When you meditate, you sense... You focus on your inner self. You sense that in your the exhaustion that you're feeling, all your key is is just drained from you. All of my key. You cannot find you cannot find that internal energy. It's like you're completely exhausted. You don't have access to that internal spiritual energy. It's just gone. Um, and you get this sense that it's sapping out through your chains, in fact. DM, do I see this meditating person kind of come to across from me? You do. Okay. Um, how far away is she from me? About 10 feet. Um, so <laughs> as you're meditating uh, with your eyes closed, uh, you hear a voice in your head. Hello. What are you doing? <laughs> so you attempt to reach out with your mind and and speak to her, but she doesn't respond. And Jersey, you don't hear anything. After a moment, uh, Dave just kind of, <sighs> how rude. Love it. <laughs> now would be maybe a good time to introduce your characters. Let's start with Bryce. Sure. So, uh, so Dina. When you look across the uh, the the hallway. pathway, the, across the hallway, 
uh, in the cell door. You see straining against the chains uh, a regular-sized elf. He stands about six foot two, roughly, something like that. Slender figure. Um, He's dressed in a rough-hewn tunic, and uh, he his skin and what you see of it is a uh, is pale but incredibly weathered uh it appears that he's seen many a storm many a fight uh however when he, when he speaks he he doesn't sound as a lofty or highborn as many of the other elves you might know uh his name is Kasparlek Velta and uh it is a pleasure to meet you all. Yeah, Dina is a half-elf who, um, her skin is fairly tanned, but it's not from having been outside very often. It is just her natural complexion. Um, she has not exposed herself much to traveling around except for to go from one research facility to another when needed from the school that she worked for until um, things went rather awry, magically speaking, for her. Um, If you were able to see her better in the darkness, you would notice that tracing across her skin along her veins are deep red lines, sort of. Um, like a rash trailing all over her skin. Um, but she is a half elf of fairly average height, and um, yeah, I think that's good. Dave, you see a feminine figure. She's got really dark skin. Um, you may not even be familiar with how she looks because you may not have ever seen a type of being like her because she is quite rare uh being an earth genasi uh she looks like she has very coarse type skin uh and you probably haven't seen her eyes but they're yellow and her hair is really short and uh, kind of like a reddish-brown color. Last but not least, Dave. Um, the first thing that you would spot about Dave as you open your eyes in the dark is you would see two um, faintly glowing, uh, very round red eyes. Um, and uh, as your vision adjusts, you see that he has sort of this greenish, yellowish skin that um, uh, looks almost slimy and smooth to the touch. Um, you see that he is unnaturally tall and eerily thin and kind of hunched in his stature. Um, like his head kind of, like a neck kind of like hunched below his shoulders. And he has this beard of um tentacles um think like davy jones um type of thing like tentacles kind of coming off the upper lip and and off the jaw uh, that kind of flicker and move slightly but they're not like totally prehensile 
Um, he is a uh, a triton, um, but a very strange looking one. Wow. Yeah, he's he's right. I've probably never seen anything like that ever. I've probably read about them. Mm. <laughs> is his full name Davy Jones? <laughs> <laughs> You should, so. you should ask him. Oh, he's a giant <laughs> <laughs> and he has a he has a tricorn hat and a cutlass. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> giant lobster claw oh, hands. Perfect. Um, perfect. <laughs> forgot to mention those oh, details, by the way. <laughs> yeah. When when Jersa sees you, she's gonna freak out. You make a few attempts to free yourself from the chains, but they're fit so snugly around you. The iron is so strong, it's futile. You realize it's futile pretty quickly. Time passes. You become accustomed to to the pacing of the guard. As he or she strolls past your, past your cell at a very regular interval. It begins to become like a, a rhythm of things. You kind of drift into a trance. And then... Casper, you are jolted from this. You're jolted from your trance. You look up out at the light. Two huge pale eyes are staring at you in your cell. And you are? A gray hand reaches out through the bars, holding something in a fist. A gift? Let me, uh... I get as close as I can to him, I mean... And on account of the chains, can I can I get to his hand? You can, and he reaches around and places something in your hand. You feel two objects in your hand. Hard, small metal objects. And you hear him whisper, For the boatkeeper. Wait. The boatkeeper? Dina, you are pulled out of your trance as well by two eyes staring at you through the bars. And again, he holds out a hand for you and places into your shackled hand a single small metal object and whispers, For the boatman. What is it? Is it a coin? You feel it in your hand and it feels like a coin, round and hard, with some... Some texture on the surface feels like a coin. Jersa, the same thing happens to you. Huge pale eyes peer into your cell. A hand places a coin in your hand and a whispered voice for the boatman. And Dave, same to you. Two huge eyes outside your cell places a coin in your hand and whispers for the boatman. You are a curious creature. The creature squints and says, The starving one sends its regards. Dave uh, gives sort of a smile and all the tentacles on his beard kind of like rise up with it. <laughs> um, and he tucks the, uh, tucks the, the coin uh, into um, whatever he can, really. I don't know if the tunic has pockets. Casper starts anxiously pacing from one side of the cell to the other, just quietly muttering to himself, no one said anything about this. Casper, 
you can feel the second object in your hand. It feels like some sort of key. Dina is taking that coin to the light, that streak of light, and going to investigate it a little bit more closely. Can I learn anything from it? It's difficult to see in the low light, but on one side of the coin, it looks like a skull. And you flip it over to the other side and see a figure that looks like some sort of boat with a figure standing in it. Casper tentatively makes his way over to the cell door and peeks as, as far as he can uh, see down the hallway and begins to listen and, and look for uh, if the guard is coming past or on, on their patrol. You hear the guard. It's almost immediately as the large-eyed figure disappears that the guard comes around the corner and passes by you. He's just, so he's just gone by. Jersa's trying to time how often the guard goes by to see, like, mm -hmm. how much space, if, if it, for one, if it is, like, the same exact amount of time between each guard, but also to see how much time she has. It is the same exact amount of time each time, and it's about two minutes. Perfect. Casper makes his way over to the door and reaching as far as he can tries to get the key towards anything on a door that looks remotely like a lock you're not going to try your shackles first that would make way more sense wouldn't it all right yeah uh, <laughs> get the key start going oh, oh Especially right if you can't reach okay the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's exactly the visual i was going for uh, <laughs> why isn't it going uh it, he takes the key and begins to twist his wrists looking for anything that looks like a lock there. Okay. After some finagling, you feel the key slip into a keyhole in your left wrist. And what I want you to do now is make a stealth check. And you have to roll a 10. Luke, did you say finagling? Yeah. I thought it was finagling. Finagling. No, it's finagling. <laughs> Fangling. I don't know. I think it's finagling. <laughs> finagling. Finagling. Finagle. Well, I. Uh, this is the kind of content people come to our podcast <laughs> for. <read> this. <laughs> well, I, uh, well, I finagled. This is why people listen. Oh, it's an improper use of the word anyway. That's not what it means. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Shame on us. Oh, do tell. What does it mean? It means obtain something by devious or dishonest means. Um, yeah. So, I was going to say that I finagled a natural 20 just now, but um, I obtained it honestly. <laughs> a natural 20? Natural 20. Okay. So with a click, your left hand comes free, and then your right. Deceivingly easy. All right. Casper? Adina, yeah. Did you see someone just now? I did. Did you? Yes, I was given a coin. Well, I was given a coin too. And a key. A key? Aye. Uh, well, have you used it? I stick both of my hands 
out of the uh, out of the bars of the cell and like wiggle them around. See, it's all good. And I bend down onto the ground and I slide the key across the hallway uh, to her, like through her cell doors and and into her cell. Hmm. Make a dexterity check. Does that work? <laughs> We're about to see. <laughs> what about the door? Like, oh no. Intelligence checks are not high. Oh my Be forgiving. <laughs> Dex check, huh? Does Dina also have to um, catch the key? No, I'm just making sure that it doesn't bounce to a stop in the middle of the hallway or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's an 18. Okay. So the key bounces across the paved stones and little shiny object stops at bumps into you stops at your feet and you pick it up good um in that case dina starts undoing her change make a stealth check dina do the rest of us hear this exchange yeah a stealth check for me that's a 16 psst psst Who's out there pisting? It's it's me. Excuse me, but did I see a key there? Well, you might have seen something, friend. Who are you? I am the scion of the abyss, which will swallow all of time and hope, till there is nothing but withering and screams. But you may call me Dave. It's a pleasure to meet you. I, are you also acolytes? Of knowledge. Did you receive the favor of... of... The starving god as well, and I, I put my uh, uh, my my coin out through the bars. Ah. Uh, I don't know if I would say this is a favor. Oh, it is, it is. Um, but um, if you wouldn't mind helping, I, what do you services say? Help a brother out. Aye, now that's a phrase I know well. Adina, free yourself. Help Mr. Dave. That's weird. I got one of those too. Oh, there's a fourth. <laughs> you got a key? No. What did you get? I got a coin. I, I think we all got a coin. You, you got a key? Oi, hand me the key. Well, wait your turn. First of all, Dina's going to see if that key can be applied to the actual cell. Hurry up now. We only got two minutes. Another dexterity check. It's a 14. Okay, click. You say we haven't got much time yet left. You got about a minute left. Your feet are free. Well, then we should all just hunker down for a second and wait for him to go by. Um, I'm going to slide the key to the um, back to Casper so that he can undo his cell door and sort of like hold mine barely open. Another dexterity check. Another fedangled 20. That's 16 plus 4. 20. Casper, the key bounces off your forehead. Well, thank you, Dana. Appreciate that. And I take the key and uh, slink back to the uh, to the back wall. Can I have a quick sidebar with Dave? Hey, uh, I uh, overheard you talking about... Uh... Magic? Is that right? Oh, oh, is this what we call a sidebar? <laughs> yes, um, 
Uh, uh, you know why I can't uh, seem to do anything right now? I mean, the magic's gone. Well, you're chained to a wall. Are you a practitioner? Uh, you could say that. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm not sure. My, my own magic, it's, it seems ineffective uh, here. Uh, That's what I thought. I think we are somewhere... I think we're in some sort of hell. At least it feels that way. Well, that's positive. Though it isn't right. I should be in the starved one's stomach if I'm dead. So, I'm not sure. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Jessa. Jessa. Yes, I am the scion of the abyss which will swallow all of hope and time in its hungry jaws till there is naught but screams and misery. But you can call me Dave. Uh, you lost me. Just, Dave is fine. Okay, Dave! I don't, I, I don't know what... <laughs> Are you okay, Bryce? No, so Wait, we need to pause for a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is session one. And we're going to introduce ourselves to a lot of people. And Sam <laughs> is gonna do this to every single person we meet. Yeah, I every know single person. <laughs> <laughs> whether or not it's convenient, whether or not we're being chased Tyler. by some giant monster, Sam's gonna be introducing himself to the giant monster, <laughs> and we're gonna have to track him. <laughs> no, no, I can't die this way. I'm supposed to be in the stomach of a starving god. <laughs> You're in so much trouble. Wow. <laughs> Uh, titles matter, man. Oh, I know. Oh, they do. <laughs> Some title. Uh, the the guard's coming back, so nice to meet you, but I'm going to chill back here, so. And she retreats to the back of her cell. The footsteps grow louder. Clump, clump, clump. And the guard turns the corner, passes by your cell, and disappears again. All right. After he passes, Casper stands back up and he gets to his cell door, unlocks his door from the inside. Guessing stealth check. Yep. All right. Uh, That is an 18. Good. All right. And I shoot a look over to Dina. Give her a quick nod. Dina's... Brace to open up her own door and dart out as well. And we dart out of the cells. Looking for the other voices? Okay. You see them in the cells next to you. You're in a narrow hallway. I turn to the one immediately to my uh, my right. Uh, who's, Who's right to my right? To your right would be Dave. All right. Lord Master Sion. Here's a, here's your ticket out of hell. And I hand in the key. But just Dave. I tried to uh, undo my shackles. Um, what do I have to roll for this? It's stealth. Make a stealth check. Okay. I'm only sort of okay at this. 
<clears throat> that is a finagled six. Words so, so you have a choice. You feel the key catch, and you realize it's gonna make a loud clunk. So you can either stop and try again, or you can open it with a loud clunk. Dave values his freedom, but he will also not allow himself to be embarrassed, and so I'm going to try again. Okay, go ahead. That's a natural one. Oh no! <laughs> so early! You drop the key. Oh no! On, you drop the key on the floor. And it pings off the flagstone. You don't know where it fell, so you're gonna have to search for it. Oh, great. I'm having... No, to the left! To the left! Meanwhile, the left. I'm still counting the minutes. <laughs> uh, okay. Dina turns around to see if she can find the other voice and um, spots, I assume, uh, Jessa? Jessa? Jersa. Jersa. That is a natural 20 on the perception check to find All the right. key. Thankfully, you spot it right away. You place your hands down on the floor and place. You, you put your hand right on the key. Okay. Try again. That's an eight. Again, you feel like you can't open this quietly. Just open it. You need a new D20. <laughs> um, I already switched. I got the natural 20 with this one, and now it's failing me again. Um, uh, I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand the key back to... Um, Back to Casper, and uh, say, um, "My hands are just a bit slippery. Get the other one free first. All right, fine. And I take the key back, and I turn around. Uh, Jester, yeah. Yeah. How much time we got? Just over a minute. minute. If you got time, I hand her the key, and I dive back into my cell, and I close it just enough to look closed and I slink back into the wall Dina hesitates for just a second at the sight of a real live Genasi before her very eyes before uh, darting back to her cell and doing something similar to slinking against the back wall uh yeah I try to unlock my shackles alright stealth check that is a 15 alright click you undo the latch. All right, and then the door? Now the door. Uh, How much time do I have left? A minute. Oh, sweet, yeah. I unlock the door then. Uh... Oh, that's like uh, 25. Okay, click. You gently push the door open. Uh, everybody's free now, right? Except for Dave. Except for Dave. Oh, except for Dave. Dave's still I like to think that it's just because I, I, I am like a fish man, and so my hands are too slippery. <laughs> That's a good, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go ahead and get out because I feel like I have enough time, and I'm going to just walk over to him and be like, hey, you want to tr you, you try again? 
um, would you mind, um, helping me? <laughs> and I kind of, like, <laughs> put, put, bring my shackles up to the, as close to the bars as I can. Can I reach? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to make sure that he's unshackled, just in case the guard comes. Uh, well, that's, uh, 13? That's fine. No, it's a 12, it's a 12. Still works. Shackles come undone. Okay, I'm getting a little nervous. You hear footsteps. Yeah, so I'm going to go back to my cell. Another 30 seconds pass. The figure comes around the corner. Clunk, clunk, clunk. This time, it pauses. And the moment that it pauses in front of you, you can make out that it's got a full faceplate on, which you think is very strange for a prison guard, but then it keeps marching. It doesn't even turn to look at you. Just marches back around down the hall. I'm gonna undo my feet. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's another six. Slippery fingers. <laughs> I'm gonna try one more time, because we've got another refresh. That's an eight. Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it open with a with a with a clunk after the guard's been gone for thirty seconds. So it opens and this clanking sound you hear echoing down the hall. Kazunk. You pause, you freeze for a second. I'm gonna then run up to the door and, and unlock the door. Make a stealth check. That's a where was that? Eight rolls ago. Uh, that's a that's a 19. <laughs> so this one opens with a click and the door swings open. Well, don't just stand there. Coming out of the cell, I think I kind of get the first real look at the two of you, uh, Jessa and uh, Dave. I, yeah, that that gives a uh, some, some reason to pause for a second. I probably never seen uh, Earth Genasi, for example. And whatever Dave is, oh uh, yeah. It, uh, it makes sense. The motley crew have put together here. It is delicious to meet you. Should we leave? <laughs> Let's discuss this later. We need to move. So we walk, I guess, in the direction that the guard was going. Okay. You pass by more cells, and most of them, most of the cells are occupied. Though the occupants appear to be completely comatose unconscious, slumped on the floor against the wall. And as you move, make your way around the corner, you hear a voice. Hey, how did you get out? Who's got the key? Shh, we sprint. <laughs> you look and in one of the cells, you see an old man kind of sitting up in his cell shackled. Oh, I thought it was a guard. <laughs> please, please let me out of here. Dave pauses for a moment. Uh, and he, uh, he looks at the man. I still can't speak into people's minds, right? No. Okay. Um, I, uh, he goes, um, Do you have the favor of the starving god? Just let him out. What? He lacks the favor. I don't think he's chosen. I'm, and uh, Dave begins to move on. Oh, the abyss swallower, or whatever your name is. Come on, Dave. We can't just leave him here. I agree with Dana. There are, I don't. I don't have time for a debate. Uh, and he, uh, he, uh, he, like just kind of like tosses the key uh, lazily to you. Uh, Dana and, will catch uh, it. He says, "You are playing with fate and forces beyond your understanding." And I keep moving ahead of them. 
Well, you weren't given the key directly either, Dave. We don't have time for this. Get him out. Uh, Jersa? Jersa's gonna keep moving with, uh, Dave, actually. Dana opens the door. Okay, make a stealth check. What's your name, old man? Name's Orpheus. Yeah. A dirty 20. Okay, it opens. Do you remember anything before you were here? He shakes his head. Uh, that was a seven for his wrist shackles. You wanna open them? Or pause? Uh, I'm gonna pause and try again. Sixteen. You open the shackles. Meanwhile, Jersa and Dave, you make your way to the end of the hall, and you see it continues around to the right, and it looks like it loops back around again. And there's a large door with iron bars and a window. Can I peer through the window? You peer through the window, and it's pitch black on the other side, but you can see, you can make out the glint of, of a wall on the other side. It looks like it opens and uh, it opens up into another corridor. And the door doesn't doesn't budge when we try to open it. Is there a key hole? There's a key hole. Dana has the key. <laughs> She's coming. She has the little old man. <laughs> I guess we wait here. All right. So. I assume Dana is able to, or Dina is able to get this uh, old man Orpheus out of the cell and hobbling down the hall. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, I guess we go quickly. So when we we catch up, you try the lock with another stealth check. That's a nat one. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you drop the key. You hear footsteps clanking down the hallway. You, you. I nudge Jersa's shoulder and I, I go, um, you, you're good with keys. Uh, you do it. <laughs> uh, so first I gotta find it, right? Mm-hmm. Dana's also searching for it. All right. Jersa. Yeah? You have three rounds before the guard finds your empty cell. Uh-oh. Well, I didn't find it. It's a 12 to find the key that I dropped. <laughs> nope. All right. I'll search for it. Oh, it's a 15. That's a 15. A 15 is exactly enough. You find the key. And I hand it to uh, the Jersa. All right. Uh, That is a 14 to open it. Click. The door opens, and just as the door opens, you hear the footsteps down the hall behind you stop, and then you hear them begin to begin again, but faster. Uh-oh. Through we go the through the door. Then. Through the door. Through the door. You open into a corridor that goes in either direction, both to the right and to the left. Does it look exactly the same as the corridor we just left? <laughs> In terms of the stonework, yes, but no. The other one was some sort of cell block, and this appears just to be a straight hallway. It's not just endless cells forever and ever. <laughs> I'm like the last one uh, into the new corridor, and I like I, I close the door behind us. I do the full like splay out, like arms and legs and an X <laughs> <laughs> against the door. <laughs> and I look at all of you, and I say... <laughs> 
No more messing around. Should, shouldn't we lock we the run. door behind us? Can we? Yep. Okay. We lock it. <laughs> I guess we do that. And, um, I mean, I'm just, I guess we, we have no idea what direction's correct. So I think I'm just going to start running right. No, but you fear here. Make a perception check for me. Sure. Uh, the the roll was uh, 18. Okay, so you turn to the right and begin running that way. And then you immediately notice more footsteps from coming from that direction. <laughs> okay, so I go. Now we run and I disappear around the corner and then I, and then I reappear around the corner and just start running the other way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. We run the other way. <laughs> this ridiculous-looking octopus man just running, like leg limbs flying everywhere. I guess we follow Dave then, and I, and I take off after Dave. All right, you run down the corridor. As you gain some distance, you hear the door behind you crack open, and you hear footsteps pursuing you, but you can't see anything at that distance. You think you've put about thirty feet between you and the door, and you come to another T intersection. You can go to the right or the left. Um, well, right didn't go very well before, so I'm, I'm just gonna start going left. <laughs> okay, Dina, make a perception check for me. Okay. You don't hear anything. Nothing indicates this is the way you should go. All you can hear is the footsteps behind you. Alright, she's gonna follow Dave then, because better not to be separated. So you go to the left. It's the it's the oldest rule of Dungeons and Dragons, like just follow the left wall. Okay. You follow the left wall. There's two doors on the other side. Turns around to look for uh, Jersa. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I point at Jersa and I say, Key girl! <laughs> and what's behind that door? You're up! <laughs> Another, Another door! door. <laughs> Let's see, I'm gonna roll blue this time. Ooh, that was good. Uh, that will be a... Ooh, 23. Yeah. Okay. You pop the door open. And it opens up. Are you just gonna burst into the room? Um, no, I'm gonna be stealthy about it. We're being chased. You peek around the door and you see a room full of, like, bones. They're arranged, laying out in rows on the walls. And there are two small, pudgy creatures dragging a body into the room and muttering something. What languages do you all speak? Oh, have I? Have I got languages? Uh, common, Elvish, Dwarven, Abyssal, Draconic. I got Primordial. <laughs> uh, common, Druidic, Elvish, Giant, and Goblin. Does anyone else speak Abyssal? I, I feel like my character would, if he was going to speak an exotic language, it would be a vessel. 
because of his background. Okay. Yeah. So, I okay. chose exotic languages because I was in a school setting. The two of you hear these creatures. You hear them saying, one of them saying, I just put it over here. And the other is going, yeah, that's fine. It's getting full in here. I know. <laughs> Dina has a hand over her mouth and is doing her best to not throw up at the sight of countless dead bodies. Um, this is very horrifying. She just is not prepared for this, does not want to be in this. Do you guys go into the room? I thought that was what we were reviewing, uh, but yes. I think yes. we're all behind. We're all behind Jersa, so it depends on what Jersa is. Behind Jersa. Yeah. Is it. Jersa, are you going to go into the room? Is it just a room? Does it have an exit? Or is it. There seems to be. There looks like another door on the opposite wall. And there's more light in here. There's like a in the center of the room. There's a there's a bronze bowl, a, a brazier, 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 brazier. Interesting. Jamie's giving me a face right now. That feels uh, like that's not uh, what the word is. It just sounds strange. Um, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go in stealthily. Okay. But I'm gonna go in the room. Whatever is in there is not a good thing. I'll let you keep your stealth roll. They do not see you. I move in after her. And we'll also okay, everybody her. else makes stealth checks. 17. <laughs> okay. 15. Uh, 10. To be expected. <laughs> so you guys all move into the room. One of the creatures is has its back to you and doesn't notice. And is tugging this corpse by the legs. And the other one, who is not really helping, looks up and sees you and is, like, stunned for a moment. What? What do you do? <laughs> I, I, I wave a hand and I say, routine... We're going to go into initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I wave a hand and I say, routine inspection. Make a deception check with disadvantage. <laughs> sure. That's a, that is a, that is a 15, Luke. <laughs> he goes, he rolled a three, so, ah! <laughs> oh. Why do you dress like a prisoner? It was a test. That was, it was part of the, the inspection. You can't understand them. <laughs> oh, you're right. I was inspecting the uniforms, and the only way to properly ins inspect those is to wear them. As I as I'm talking, I'm just I'm walking across the room. Okay. Dina is going to summon uh, snobbery and as much authoritativeness as she can, and demand an abyssal. Why is it so disorganized in here? You two are doing a very poor job. <laughs> they shrug and they're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to the both of us. <laughs> to, yeah. to Jersa and Casper. It's just this unintelligible muttering happening. I don't know. What muttering and hissing. Something guttural. I, I, I turn and I say in a quiet voice, but not quite enough to where they can't hear. I, I say to, um, uh, to Dina, um, just like, hmm, won't be getting A's on the attitude for performance. <laughs> no, they really are lacking. He goes, the creature goes, I don't care. We have union. 
can't touch us. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, unions in hell. All right, you go to the other door and... Oh, we made it? Yeah. <laughs> it worked! <laughs> Just beckoning for Casper and Jarsa to follow. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're through the door. Come on, come on. The door actually is open because the demons dragged the body through and didn't bother to close it. And you can see into that room just a huge pile of bodies stacked up. And there's a trail on the floor from that's worn from where the bodies have been dragged. And you see in the center of the room to the side of the pile of bodies is large glowing blue sphere. It's kind of humming. Can I examine that? Yeah. You could make an arcana. Knowledge arcana. Uh, or religion check. 21. So this is, you're not really 100% sure, but it appears to be some sort of magical battery. A storage container for magical energy. Is that why we can't feel anything magical? Dina would like to approach the battery. Is is there any other uh, exit or entrance um, to this room? There's two doors on the other side. A double door, I should say. Okay, I make sure to like close the door behind us, and I just say, keep up the good work. <laughs> As I approach this battery, um... Do I feel any different? Does the air feel charged with magic? Do I feel within myself any sense of ability to connect with magic? The air does feel charged with magic as you approach it, but it's it doesn't feel like magic you can use. It's something other than magic you're used to feeling. You can try to control it, but it doesn't nothing happens. You can reach out to it with your spirit. Is it supported in any way, or is it just the orb? Any sign of the orb is on a large. Or... It's on a large pedestal. That's unmarked. Pedestal. Okay. It's about. It's pretty large. It's about six feet in diameter. Uh, Dina is fully distracted by this. So there's a there's a path from the pile of corpses. Um. To the room we just left, right? Mm-hmm. Can I discern any other path that those corpses are added to that pile from? Like, is there another trail leading into towards that path? They go to the double doors. If you were paying attention, you would have noticed the path continued into the hallway you came from as well. Well, this is fascinating. But, um... I think we need to keep moving. It could be useful. Just as you say that, you hear the doors in the room behind you open, and you hear the familiar thud of the guards' footsteps, and you hear the muffled voices of the imps. Ah, uh, it is definitely time to keep moving. Ah. Uh, yeah. Move or hide in the pile of dead bodies. I'm going to... If I have time for this, I'm going to make my way to the double door, open it, leave it open, and then go hide in the pile of bodies. Okay, you do that. Is anyone else going to hide in the pile of bodies? I have a question. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you said the walls are made of stone, correct? Yeah. Can I try to do one of my feats, which is to merge with stone, and it's like the same as Pass Without a Trace, except it? I don't think it's technically magic. It's just like a part of who I am. I'm going to say that that's still magical, even if it's not a spell. It's still a magical ah. ability. Darn. But it's who I am. I am an earth being. All right, this fine. is who I am. I am a rare creature. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever seen me before. I'm rare and, and don't belong anywhere. I'm going to hide in the bodies then. <laughs> okay. Everybody make a stealth check to hide among the bodies. Uh, I don't know if Dina can do that. Stealth or performance. <laughs> I am definitely doing performance. <laughs> Dina cannot actually hide within a pile of bodies. She can't bring herself to do it. She's going to lay down near a pile of bodies and tuck her face into her elbow and stealth. She hides behind one of the larger piles. They can't see me if I can't see them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, I got an 18. I have a question. Okay. Which way does the door open into the room? It pushed open from the previous room. I got a, I got a 17 for performance. You're the most dramatic dead squid there ever was. Uh, Casper. Instead of cowardly hiding inside a pile of bodies, is going to stand just on the side of the hinges where he would be hidden by the door once the door is opened when they walk into the room. So Casper's going to prepare (laughs) to be in a position to still do battle with these individuals and not crawl inside a a pile of dead bodies. Hey, I'm not inside a pile of bodies. Are you sure we're the cowards when you're the one who doesn't want to get near a dead body? I am Mm -hmm. in a position that can still (laughs) fight. Let it be known. If you're found, if you're found, it takes one and you're dead. I do not have any strength or weapons. (laughs) I just mutter. I'm like lying on top of the pile of dead bodies splayed out dramatically. And I just say through the corner of my mouth, like, stop debating and hide. We're going, we're going. Uh, 24, 24. All right. Okay. The door swings open, and two of the large armored people move into the room. And you can see them more clearly now. They're wearing plate metal, and you can't see any skin or anything. But they're quite large. They're about seven feet tall, and they're both carrying chains with sharp hooks at the ends. And one of them rushes to the other door. They're kind of power walking. They don't run. They walk very quickly. And one of them power walks to the door and goes through. And the other one stops in the room and starts to examine the pile of bodies and the orb. And is there for an uncomfortable minute before moving on and going through the door. Through the door in the direction of where we want to go. Through the double door. Yeah. Hmm. No way out but forward. We'll just have to go slowly. You can get off the pile of bodies, Dave. Dave? Dave? 
Huh? Huh? I can get out oh, of a pile sorry. of bodies. It's... I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I'm just catching some shut-eye. Surprisingly comfortable. I was getting very into the performance. It's method acting. Very convincing. Well, let's hurry on. Dina stares longingly at the blue orb. You can't take it with you. Come on. He's right. Let's move on. <sighs> I'm well aware there's no time to stop and study it. Oh, shoot. Luke, have you been rolling for Orpheus? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did too. Whoops. Forgot Orpheus was with us. He's been eating. Like, oh, well, he's anything. just been rolling really it's just, well. Just, yep. it, it comes up and just like Orpheus is Orpheus is just lying there next to me. The guard, the guard walks up and just stabs him. <laughs> Shunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's so dark. Oh, God. Oh, man. And that is the tale of Orpheus. All right. We hardly do the... Are you going to the double doors? Uh, uh, yeah, the that's way the only, uh, only way out, right? I imagine we pause for a second. Yeah. Unless you were to backtrack. Oh. Wait a minute. Here's a quick thought. I'd like to look around and see if there's a way the bodies got into the room. Like, is there a chute? Is there a tunnel? Is there another way? Not that you can see. Are the bodies dressed in prison gear? Or are they dressed in adventurer's gear that we could loot? They were dressed in prison gear. They're just wearing the same tunics mm. as you. Stinky. Gross. Didn't Poorly anyway, spun tunic. The guards left the door open. And the two little creatures from the other room enter and see you standing around. And they shout, Ah! It's you! Yes, we're still inspecting. <laughs> it's a nice, lovely pile of bodies you got here. Very comfortable. <laughs> they shout, Guards! And start running toward the door. <sighs> no time for this. And I unarm strike the first one that gets closest to me just right in the throat. All right, make an attack roll. Can't I need you guys to go into initiative, though. All right. Oh, yeah. Right. Initiative, first initiative. Rice, what you get? I rolled a 16. Sam, what did you roll? Uh, We're coming in with a, a hot finangled six. <laughs> All right. And then Bryce and Tori, what are your dexterity modifiers? Uh, My dex mod is plus two. Okay. Four. Okay. So Tori, you're first. Yeah. Cool. Dina moves as far from these things as she can. Probably puts the magic orb between herself and them. And, um, let's see. Is Casper in line of sight for me? I believe so. I'm going to try and cast Booming Blade on his fist. Which, if it works, I don't know if it will, but if it works, it would allow him to add 1d8 thunder damage to his punch. Alright. Um, and the reason I can do- it's supposed it's supposed to be short range, but I have a meta magic feat that lets me extend that range from 5 feet to 30 feet. So you say a chant, and you wiggle your hands around, and point at Bryce and nothing happens. Uh, she curses. Casper. <laughs> All right, Casper, it's your turn. 
don't quite know uh, what you're talking about, but this does not look good. And I just throat punch the nearest one that's near me. Okay. This is as good as it's going to get. That is a... All right, cool. That's a finagle, finagle 20. Okay. And then it'll be one damage plus your strength. That is six. All right. You knock it unconscious. So it's in the middle of shouting. Perfect. Falls to the ground. And then it is Jerse's turn. I'm going to uh, attack the only guy left with an unarmed strike. Ooh. Ooh. That is a 10 to hit. You swing and he kind of ducks under you and keeps running. Okay, well, I have two attacks. Um, oh, that's better. Okay, I've got a 19 this time. That'll hit. Awesome. And that'll be... Aw, only four damage. You whack it on the head, but he's still okay. You can do a bonus action attack as a monk. Oh, that is a... 12... That misses. Dang it. Man, I'm not rolling good. All right. So it runs to the door and jumps up and opens the door. We're back to... I'm sorry, Dave. Well, I'm going to go up to him. Uh, and... Uh... This, is, uh, this is a wild shot, but I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to grapple him. <laughs> Okay. So uh, I I just run up behind him and try to just pull him into a into a nice slimy hug. That's an eight. <laughs> so he needs to make All a right. uh, he needs to make a athletics or acrobatics check. He got an eighteen. So he slips mm. between your hands. All right. And then it'll be Casper's turn. Uh, it's Dina's turn. Dina's turn. Sorry, Dina. Um. Well. Since magic doesn't work, Dina doesn't fairly know what to do. She's not exactly going to leap out and punch the thing. Um, I guess just hold my turn. Okay. Guard. Casper. Alright. Uh, he'll expend all of his movement to get within striking range of this other little guy and Knock the living snot out of him, too. Okay. Go, Casper! <laughs> <laughs> That's a 24. Alright, you knocked that one out, too. Thunk. Oh, I didn't do any damage, but... It's gonna be the same damage as just your last attack, right? Yes, it will. Yeah. The creature collapses on the floor, but the door is open now, and you can see the guard standing in a large room with three more double doors, one at each cardinal direction. It's a large square room with a vaulted ceiling, and there's three more double doors, one in each, one in the center of each wall. And the guard was at the other end of the room, turns around, and starts rushing back towards you. Were the imps carrying any weapons? No. All right, then. Casper strides through the double doors towards the guard. guard. 
Okay. And then it's going to be Jairus' turn. Um, I am going to punch him. You're going to punch the guard? Right. Yeah, I'm going to punch the guard. He's still about 60 feet away. Well, then can I prepare an action? Yeah. You want to save an action? I will save an action for when he is within range. Okay. Sam. I mean, Dave. Okay. Um... Uh, Dave uh, looks at uh, Jersa and um, and Casper uh, squaring up to uh, fight this guard, and uh, his uh, greenish skin turns a, a shade of like like a kind of a confused purple, and he um, is going to dash. Actually, wait. Do the do either of the imps? have any keys on them like do they either of them have a key obviously on their belt they do actually okay um with because you have a, like a free interact with an object on your turn i'm gonna yeah. use that to swipe the key off of one of them and then i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna dash to the opposite door <laughs> okay how far can you move with the dash uh 60 feet so i'm, I'm gonna get as far away from this guy as i can <laughs> wait Okay, so you're dashing back the way you came? Yeah. I, I can't do okay. anything to that thing. I'm, I want to get away from it. <laughs> okay. So then it'll be the guard's turn. So, Bryce, it's going to march up to you and swing out a chain. I assume a 27 will hit you. No. Yeah, I know. That hits you. I'm just joking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes. It jacks me up. <laughs> it has me so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. You're going to take 12 slashing damage. And right. you are grappled. And then it makes another attack with the other chain. A Jersa. That's a natural 20. Oh, jeez. So you're going to take 20 slashing damage. And you are also grappled. Cool. The two of you have this chain wrapped around you. And it's kind of sharp because of the it's cutting into you. And you can feel it kind of draining your energy. And it is Dina's turn. All right. I'm going to do something incredibly stupid. And she is going to reach out and touch that magic orb because she has no access to her own magic and she's going to see if she can use the battery. So she sticks her fist in it. <laughs> How much damage do I take? <laughs> it seems to be like glass. Nothing really happens though. <sighs> so I can't like actually interact with it. It's in a sphere. Can I knock the spear off the pedestal <laughs> down the hall like freaking Indiana Jones? Oh, I have no strength. Can I? Is there anything I can use as a lever? Not really. There's nothing really in the room besides bodies. And the bodies, they're not skeletons. They're all intact. All right. Um, you could make an attack roll to kick it. Ah, sure. Why the heck not? That's a 16. That's not bad. I make contact. <laughs> Stationary object. All right. What is your strength? Oh, my strength's just a 12. A 12. Plus one? It's plus one. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you're going to take two damage as your foot hits this thing. And you stub your toe. But a small crack does appear in it. Oh, yes. And then that'll be the end of your turn, unless you do anything else. Um, I'm going to go and grab the key off that other imp and then try and return to where I was, where the crack is on the orb. Can I do that? I think I have enough movement speed to do that. It's like a hairline crack. Okay. I can make it bigger. And then it'll be Casper's turn. All right. I'm going to do whatever I can to break out of this thing. Please. That's a dirty 20. All right. You managed to... Is that an acrobatics or athletics check? That's an athletics check. All right. So... You manage to push the chains apart enough that you can lift them off your body. What are you going to do now? That was your action. That's the only... That's my action, yeah. All right. I'm going to use my... Remaining movement and bonus action to help uh, Jersa out of her chains. So helping is an action. For the sake of this, I'm going to go ahead and let you do that. Jersa, right, it's cool. your turn. Okay, I'm going to, yeah, get out of there. 13. With the help? You have advantage. Oh, I have advantage. Oh. Oh, that's better. Uh, 19. All right, that is enough. You get out. Was that athletics or acrobatics? Acrobatics. So you kind of spin around and against the way the chain is around, wound, and it slips off you. All we have left is movement, and I think we need to get out of there. All right. And back to where we came from. Run away. He's going to get opportunity attack, though. It's going to make an opportunity attack against you, Jersa, and that's going to hit. But this time it's not going to it's not going to bind you, but you still take another 12 damage. But you managed to get away. It is Dave's turn. Where has Dave gone? <laughs> Dave 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 was uh like had his had his back to the to the door. Uh uh, kind of like he like he like kind of like left the room and had his back to the door where you guys were all there uh, there behind him and he's like he's like holding the key ring in one hand and the coin in the other and he's going my life and then he looks at the coin the chosen and he looks at the key my life and he looks at the coin the chosen <sighs> the chosen uh, and he he opens up the door uh, sees Jersa running. Um, and, um, uh, he's going to, um, basically, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the key in the door. I'm going to ready an action to lock it if I can, uh, so that like, as soon as, uh, everyone is through the door, I can slam the door and lock it on the guard. If that, if that okay. works. That's fine. You do that. And Morpheus is with you. Orpheus is with you. He didn't want to come in. He's cowering. And he's shouting, Are you stupid? Run! Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And then it'll be the guard's turn. He's going to move up, but he he moves up behind you, but he cannot attack. 
because he used a dash. So it's back to behind you, Bryce. He does get to attack because, yeah, you would have only moved 30 feet. No, I moved 45. He's going to roll. Casper, does 14 hit you? It does not. Okay. A chain swings above your head. And then another chain. I assume a 24 hits. Uh, yeah, that does. Pretty bad. This one will do seven damage to you and wrap back around you. Welcome to the first campaign, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dina's turn. Well, you know, I I gotta smash the orb. Um, I'm just gonna roll another attack on the orb. Hopefully okay. I crit. Go ahead. Fun. <sighs> 19. The crack grows a little bit, and you take two more damage. And then it'll be Gasper's turn. Can roll. I feel any sort of change? In the orb? Like, is magic able to leak out of it? Yeah. Um, no. Is it destabilizing? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna roll a strength check. I'm gonna roll the best strength check. In the world. In the world. And I'm gonna try to escape this uh, chain. Ooh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 21. All right, you get out. And then you're going to move away from him? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. All right, he rolled an 18 to hit you. That hit me. So you're going to take another 16 damage. And... But you are not restrained this time. And then it is Jersa's turn. Um, so... My, compa- my compatriot is free. So... I should be through the door, too. Okay, cool. Oh. I'm going to use my action to dash since he seems to be good now. And that will be 90 feet. <laughs> okay, so you get all the way through to the opposite door. Freaking roadrunner. <laughs> yeah. You just run all the way to the opposite door where you came in, and it opens into the hallway. I bet she, she breezes past all my tentacles fly up into my face as she goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then it'll be... It'll be Sam, your turn. I'm still... I'm still holding my action to slam and lock the door as soon as everybody is through. Were you at the double door? No, I I'm at the I'm at the the entrance that we came from. I backtracked. It is the creature's turn. Swing at Bryce again. I'm gonna die. Yeah, I'm gonna die. I wrote a whole backstory for nothing. Only one of the attacks is gonna hit you. You take seven damage and are restrained. And then it'll be Gasper's turn. I wonder what he's going to do. All right. Oh, bunk. That's 18. That gets out. Ah. Then I'll use whatever movement I have left and try to get through the door so they can lock the door and I can stop taking freaking strikes from this guy. 
He hits you with the opportunity attack, and you're going to take another 10 damage. Oh, shoot. He's dead. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I'm not dead yet. Um, I am knocked out. My intention was just to get back to the orb. You are at the orb. That's all I wanted to do. Help me smash it. You're unconscious in the room with the orb. The guard is now in the room with you. Okay, so now it's your turn, Dina. Uh, maybe I can break the orb and the explosion of magic will kill it. Uh, that's my only thought because I don't want to leave Casper here unconscious to die. Smash the stone. Seventeen. The spider webs grow bigger. Is that the fourth time you've attacked it? That is the fourth time I've attacked it. It looks like it's just about to shadow. You think shatter? You think one more hit it'll break? Spider webs are crackling across the whole sphere, and then it is going to be Jersa's turn. Smash the orb! Time to start making death saves. Casper needs to make a death saving throw. Death saving throw. Travel to hell. Smash the stone. All right. That is a failure. Okay. Let's see. I'm over where uh, Dave is. So can I still see what's going on? I'm pretty far away at this point. Yeah, you can see what's going on through the door. Uh, Dave? What, what, what do we... What are we going to do? Dave, Dave looks at you and it's like all the color has drained out of him. He's just white now. <laughs> um, uh, it looks like an albino octopus. Um, and he uh, looks at you and he says, um, I guess smash. Smash? The orb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so Jersey's gonna <laughs> go back in there, feeling like an idiot, and uh, try smashing this orb. Alright, make an attack roll. Is this an uh, unarmed strike roll? Yeah, just punch it! Yep. Just punch it real hard. Alright, that is a. Ooh, that's a 22. Uh huh. Do you do at least two damage to it? Oh, definitely. I do a lot more than that. So you're... How do you hit it? Uh, I just punch it, I guess. All right. I just punch it real hard. So your fist goes through the glass, through the crystal, and the spider webs just envelop the thing, and it shatters. As it does, everybody make a dexterity saving throw. I can't move. Yeah, so you fail. Oh, no. I can't take damage if I'm dead. It just counts as another failed death saving throw. Incredible. Yeah. Finangle 20. Finangle 20. Um, Even though I was right under it. (laughs) I'm used to magical explosions going off in my face. (laughs) That's an 8. If you rolled below a 14, you take 11 damage. If you're old 14 or higher, you'll take higher, you'll take five damage. Does anything else happen? Yes. 
Yes! The magic, this bluish light, flows out of this thing and kind of spreads through the room and then condenses into streams. And the streams all seem to be going into the bodies. This seems to stream to be going into you. You feel your magic come flooding back. <laughs> Jamie, you feel your key reappear. And the bodies begin to wake up. You hear voices going, what happened? What? What's going on? Anything else you want to do on your turn, Jersa? I address the crowd. <laughs> address the bodies. Everybody. Attack this guy. <laughs> Get him. I point to I point to the giant guard thing. Hmm. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Ah, uh, crit fail. Okay. You rolled a one? You spoke in the wrong language on accident. I rolled a one. Yeah, I, I spoke to them in primordial. Do you have a persuasion bonus? What's your total? Uh, pl- plus one? Two? Two very brave souls charge at the thing and wrap their arms around its torso. But they don't slow it down at all. It just keeps walking as if it's not there. As if they're not there. Aww. The rest of the people kind of scramble and start to go in either direction. The room becomes very crowded. And then it is Dave's turn. Okay, um, so, um, Casper's looking, uh, pretty bad there on the floor, right? Yeah. The worst. Can I get up to him on this turn? Yes. Okay, um, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna run up to him and I'm gonna try to stabilize him. That's a 18, so he's stabilized. Okay. And that's my turn. And then it's going to be the guard's turn. He is going to attack... Let me roll a d4 to see. He's going to attack Dave. Does 13 hit you? Uh, 13 does hit me. Okay. Oof. So you are going to take 8 damage and be restrained by a chain. Okay. Whips around you. And then he's going to make another attack against... So the orb that you are hiding behind his cover is now gone. Yeah, it's now gone. So it's going to swing at you. That'll hit. Nine damage. And you're restrained. Let's see. Casper is stable. Orpheus is... Powering. And then it's going to be Jersa's turn. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. This is going to be awesome, I hope. I'm going to First I'm going to I'm going to get to him. And I'm just going to unarm strike. All right, so that's uh 11 to hit. That'll miss. Okay, here's a second second shot. Nat 20. There it is. 8 damage and then two more hits. I will be do- using a key point. First one misses. Ugh, second one misses. This die sucks. <laughs> Got a nat 20 and then threes and twos and... Uh. 
the first chain is wrapped around Dina, and that does an automatic seven damage to you. The second Wait, part, did I get is, to go? one is gonna latch. Oh, I skipped you. Sorry, Dave. Uh, okay. Um, am I still within five feet of um? Am I still within five feet of um Casper's body? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, can I sense this creature's mind? Do I feel like I could speak into it? Yeah. I speak into its mind, and uh, it just it just hears um my voice say in its head. I'm afraid you've miscalculated. And my body begins to turn into, like, um, ink and shadow. Um, and so does uh, Casper's as I cast Dimension Door. Um, and I teleport me and Casper into the far room. So towards the, uh, basically towards the double door exit. And we appear there. And that's, okay. that's my turn. You mean the door with the stacked bodies? Uh, no, I, I'm... The door where the imps were? I'm... No, no, no. The other door. The door with the three other... The door with uh, the... Doors in it. Into the big room. Yeah. Tori, you take that seven damage. It's gonna lash uh, at you. Yeah, and it. Jamie does a 20 hit. Seems so. So you'll take 10 damage. And you are restrained. Yikes. And then it's going to be Dina's turn. All right. Um, I assume this chain restrains me in such a way that I cannot cast spells, right? Can you... Ver- uh, what about verbal? Doesn't technically. In that case, I can still cast magic missile. <laughs> it's... it's uh, by by raw, I don't think so. Sorry. Okay, okay. And yeah, you wrong. can still cast. I'm looking it up right now. Yes, you can. Okay, I'm going to cast Magic Missile on him then, because I got my magic back, gosh dang it. Okay, roll the damage. Four plus... 19 damage? Bam, 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 bam. They'll blast into it, the missiles blast into it. And then it's Dina's turn. Sorry, Casper is unconscious. People are flooding out into the big room. By the way, Jersa, your turn. Prison break! I'm going to, yeah, just try to break free again. Okay, make an acrobatics check. Sweet, that's like a 20, 25. For my bonus action, I am going, I don't want to abandon Dina. (laughs) Because I could easily just get out of here. I'm going to go ahead and... If you do run and get out of here, pick up Casper on your way out. (laughs) Well, he's already with uh, Dave in the other room. Oh, but I could heal. I could heal myself if I run away. Uh, I am very close to death, which is why I want to run away right now. If you, just looking at Dina, she she looks like she's been beaten up a bit, but she's not like on death's door. Okay, well then I'm yeah. I'm gonna use my bonus action to disengage. Uh, which I can do using Step of the Wind. And so he will not have an attack of opportunity. And I will get away and uh, heal myself next turn. Okay. And then it's going to be Dave's turn. So the creature is still grappling Dina, right? Yeah. Okay. And how far away is it from me exactly? What's the distance on Dimension Door? 
Um, it's it's up to five hundred feet, but I only got as I only would have okay. tele. Well, I only would have teleported up to like basically the the entrance, like to the double door itself. Um, okay. Because I can't I can't conceivably see very far past that. Then it's only about fifteen feet from you. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try to hit it twice with uh Eldritch Blast. So you okay. see, um, at uh Dave's feet, sort of these inky pools kind of appear out of nowhere, and these large spectral tentacles, um, kind of rise up, and then they shoot out, um, at the guard, and uh, it's an eighteen to hit and a twenty-three to hit. Nice. Okay. Yes. On each one, I'm going to use my um. I'm going to use my uh, ability to knock it 10 feet back. So it's knocked another okay. 20 feet back. I presume that drags Dina with it, but I want to keep it away from us. And Well, Dina's on the other side of it, so it goes to Casper. Okay. Um, I yeah. rolled terrible damage, but that's still a... Um, that's still 13 damage, force damage. Um, as a tentacles punch into it. Yeah, and then I'll just position myself between it and, um, and Casper, and that's my turn. It's the creature's turn. You know, you're gonna take an automatic 10 damage. It's gonna swing at a random prisoner. That prisoner just drops, and then it'll be Dina's turn. Um, I'm going to try and escape. And hopefully not curfail this time. Okay. Yay! Uh, 16? No, 15. I can't do math. Yeah, that gets out. The 15 does? Good. Okay. Excellent. I am free. I sprint. Okay. I, da I disengage and I dash. Okay. Where are you guys going to go now? Lock the door. Because <laughs> we all got through, right? It seems preoccupied with the other prisoners around it. So you fling the door closed. And you're in a room with a bunch of prisoners. And they're all going different directions. Which door do you want to go to? The way we didn't come from. There's one on your left, your right, and straight across from you. Um, unless one of the doors looks different from the others, I, I'll just go left, I think. Don't have time to waste. So the, the door directly across from you is actually a bit bigger. Hmm. Okay. Um, that changes things. Um. I th okay. Let's just go straight then. Okay. I cannot What do you walk. guys think? Oh, yeah, well, I'm carrying you. Okay. <laughs> Yay. So the different door? The, the special door? Yeah, why not? Okay. Okay, cool. so you make your way across the room to this larger set of doors, and as you pull them open, there's a big pressure change and a whoosh of air uh, as it opens to the outside. And you see before you this gigantic porch with stairs descending down into an endless sandy plain. Um, and there's got there's there's stars in the sky. Uh, someone go ahead and make a history check for me. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, well, it was a twenty-three. Okay. So you realize right away that these stars are identical. The constellations are all the same as the ones you're used to, except they're reversed. What? As if the whole sky is, is mirrored. Oh, 
no, 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 no. This is, this is very wrong. This is not right. That is supposed to be Cassio, and it's, it's up, it's backwards, it's inverted. She's just staring up and spinning in circles, staring at the sky. <laughs> I'm just running down the steps. Well, there's a lot of things that are very strange right now. Okay, you guys start running down the steps with the other prisoners beh right behind you. And if if any of you were to glance back, you would see, uh, you 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 hear screams. And if you were to glance back, you would see, uh, there the demons um catching people and wrapping them in their chains. You reach the bottom of the steps and take off running across the plain, and before you. Uh, in the distance, what looks at first like a mirage in the sand. Like, it doesn't look quite real. Uh, but you see, it looks, as you get closer, it appears to be uh, an ocean. And next to the ocean along the shore, you see a tree, a single solitary tree leaning over and a lone figure standing beneath it next to a boat. We forgot about Orpheus again. Oh, Orpheus is with you. Okay. <laughs> so are like 25 other people. Oh, no. Oh. We okay. run to the tree. All right. So you run towards the tree, and as you do, you hear a roar behind you. You hear more screams and the beating of wings in the sky above you. But you keep your eyes forward and you run and the tree grows bigger as you get closer. You reach the figure under the tree and it's a man. He looks like an ordinary old man. And he holds out a hand. Open palm. It's He holds his hand patiently. Coin. Dina just thrusts her skull coin into the man's hand. <laughs> just slaps it down. He gestures toward the boat. Get us out of here. And as you look into his eyes, you have a strange sense that even though he's right in front of you, you feel like you're staring at something gigantic and far away. Each of you in turn hand him your coin, and you hear the prisoners who are right behind you going, what about us? We don't have coins. What about us? They're coming. You look up and you see huge demonic, a huge demonic creature flapping its wings followed by an army of demons. Do any of you want to do anything? Get in the boat. No, I just, I, I fish, I fish Bryce's coin out of his clenched, unconscious hand. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, 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 I turn to the boat man and I say, for two, please. And uh, put both the coins down and then walk onto the boat with Bryce. As, as you do that, I, I, 
I kind of jostle, I kind of jostle awake and, and I, and I see the boatman and, and all of you sitting here, here would hear this. That's, this is the wrong, this is the wrong boat. I'm, I'm on the wrong, I'm on the wrong boat. And he collapses back asleep. It's the only boat that's here. Uh, he's, he's uh, lost his mind, I think. Just as you climb onto the boat, the army of demons descends on the rest of the prisoners and pin them down and begin to chain them and, despite their screams, drag them back towards the fortress you left behind. And the largest demon, who is at the front, lands in front of the boatman and he screams out, Karn! Those are mine! the old man turned towards him and says, they paid their fare. And he pushes off from the shore, and the shore, and the fortress, and the plain begin to fade into fog. And the ocean, everything turns to water. Within moments, you're in a vast, endless sea. And then just as suddenly, wake up and all four of you are in the dark lying down and your faces are full of dirt 